Little Follies, The Static of the Spheres, Chapter 10. First, we have to read the directions carefully, said Gapa. Before you begin any project like this, you've got to read the directions a few times until you know them pretty well. Then you can start to work. But you don't just jump right in and start doing the first thing. Understand? Oh, yeah, I understand, I said, wanting for all the world to jump right in and start doing the first thing, whatever that might be. I pulled my metal stool up to Guppa's workbench, moving in as close to him as I could. Here we were, working on a project together, and we were going to do everything just right, just the way it should be done. First, we'd read the directions carefully several times. Guppa bent over the old issue of Impractical Craftsman. He moved his finger along as he read the directions, and now and then he commented to himself under his breath, Aha, he might say, or hmph, or well, well, well. Sometimes he would underline something with a flat red carpenter's pencil. I read along too, and now and then, to make certain that everything was done right, I commented to myself under my breath. Sometimes I asked Guppa a question. What's, what's this mean, super heterodyne? I asked, pointing to the word in the second paragraph where it had stopped me cold. Aha, said Guppa, and he underlined the word with his pencil. That's what kind of radio it will be when we're finished, he said. What about triode? I asked a little later. That's got something to do with it, too, Guppa said, but it's not really as important. A moment passed. Well, come to think of it, it might be pretty important at that, he said. He went back and underlined it. He read on. I tried to keep up with him, but I ran into so many words that I didn't know that I gave up trying to read and put my effort into daydreaming about the real work of building the radio, the work that would begin after we had read the directions a few more times, and into saying, aha, and gosh, and hmm, under my breath. When Guppa had finished reading the directions, he began reading them again. And I began turning on my stool and looking around the cellar. When he had finished reading the directions a second time, he began reading them again. And I began fooling around with the ringer on Gumma's washing machine. When he had finished reading the directions for the third time, he straightened up and rubbed his back and then flipped to the start again. You hungry, Guppa? I asked. He turned to me with a look of some surprise, as if he'd forgotten that I was there. Hungry? Yes. No, not yet, Peter. When do you think you'll want lunch? 
I asked. He looked at me and smiled. Oh, in a little while, I guess, he said. Maybe I should go upstairs and help Gumma make some sandwiches, I suggested. He looked at me for a minute before he said anything. Maybe you should, he said at last. Gumma and I worked together on lunch. We made Guppa's favorite, raw onion sandwiches on toast with butter. Gumma sliced the onions as she always did, and she was a marvel to watch. With her old knife worn by sharpening so that the blade arched upward, she cut uniform slices with the precision of one of the women in the ruling room at the Sly Gruel factory. I got to make the toast and spread butter on it and lay the slices of raw onion on it, and I carried a tray with two glasses of milk and a plate of the sandwiches to the cellar. They were delicious.